two possibilities exist. Either we are alone in the universe, or we are not. Both are equally terrifying. Either way, we have no choice but to stare into the abyss. And whether we like it or not, the abyss stares back. Bastion, you are facing down Cassie, who is coming right at you. She's got Barnaby right behind her. She's within five feet. Okay, yeah, I open fire. What's your attack? Shoot, shoot at her. Firefight. 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 Uh, so roll me uh, plus volatile. Eight. Uh, that's not bad. You exchange harm and choose one. So discharge your weapon with discharge tag, deal double harm, play a KG and suffer negative one harm. Uh, you hold a position or halt in advance. You make an advance on or force your enemy out of cover. You impress, dismay, or frighten your enemy. If they are a PC, they also suffer one stress. Uh, you are able to disengage and take a moment to recover. So I'm assuming you're just, shooting. Just charging. Trying yeah. to double damage. Deal double damage. Okay, so what is your... Uh, Assault rifle. Uh, what, how much harm does it do? Two harm, so four harm total. Mm. The bullets from your assault rifle rip through Cassie's body, and a couple of them find purchase in Barnaby behind her. These holes start to knit themselves back over with purplish goo, and she says, You can kill me all you want, but I'll just keep coming. Join us. She whips an arm out, and a tentacle comes out of that wound on her arm and cuts across the side of your neck, and it immediately starts burning really bad. Ah. <laughs> and uh, you take one harm. Okay. That's after all your negation one. bonus crap, because I know you've got, like, shields and shit that take off, like, two or three harm. Yeah. You're taking one harm. Taking a harm. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to hurt you. So just a scratch? Yeah, just a scratch. It's just a scratch. It's <laughs> just a scratch. That's an Tis apt a scratch. aptly named feature. A burny scratch. <laughs> it burns. Uh, back on the bridge, Hugo and Magpie, you've got the doors locked down, but you're still getting audio and video from most of the ship. In the hallway leading up to the bridge, you see... Barbara. She's got a big smile on her face. She's kind of cantering from one side to the other as she walks. She seems to be humming to herself. Barbara's going to walk up to the door and give a little knock knock. Oh my god, that's her. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? She's right outside. Oh my god, what do we do? Just across the you know, uh, internal communications in the ship. Uh, no, thank you. We already have one. Um, you might want to try the house <laughs> down the street. Bye. <laughs> She looks normal at the moment, by the way. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> don't fight me. I'm not fighting you. I'm ignoring you. Bye-bye. Now back to work. Um, so from the readings I got from the computers, yes. um, all I really got was that outside the ship was something that was there but was unreadable, basically. Yes. Yes, exactly. So um, to get more accurate readings or to get any type of idea of what's going on, I'm going to have to you know, interact with it. And all I have to interact with it at the moment are engines and guns. So um, 
Uh, I'm just going to record the reaction of this substance, if there is any, to firing one of our yeah, just a brief burst from one of our uh, are our guns lasers or um, or plasma or. I had the ship sheet. I want to say there's like there's a a big main rail gun and then there should be like regular laser machine guns. Uh, cool. Well, that, that actually answers that question. So first I'll do it with uh, lasers and see what the response to heat and light is. And then I'll try with the rail gun, see what it is to, uh, you know, physical mass and uh, high velocity. Lasers seem to just get absorbed into this purple space outside the, the heat and the light from them just dissipate immediately after leaving the gun. The railgun, on the other hand, punches a pretty big hole and momentarily you can see the blackness of space and then the hole stitches itself back up within 10 seconds. That's exactly what I was hoping for. So the next thing is I'm going to go through the, uh, you know, basically all the logs on the ship, see if there are any type of escape pods, if there are any missiles that could be retrofitted to uh, have a person in a spacesuit in it, because uh, the new plan is that I'm going to punch a hole in this and uh, escape. You see that there are no traditional missiles, like nothing that you could conceivably rig up to to escape in, but there are two single-person escape pods. They are located in the cargo bay. Yeah, figured they would be. I'm like looking over his shoulder and I'm just like, why did I leave the cargo bay? (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) So, yeah. The plan is, I'm going to set the railgun to fire intermittent bursts once we get to the cargo bay to blast a hole in this thing, and we are going to take the escape pods out of here. Okay. That's plan A. (laughs) Plan B is slightly more in-depth. Barbara has started pacing back and forth in front of the bridge, and Nettle comes over the intercom and says, I think you better let her in. Go away, you're not my friend! She's, She's going to come, come in either, either way. It is inevitable. I could just let her in. Please. No, you can't. Please do not. What do you mean I can't? You hear a couple of distressed beeping noises, and the control panel over by the door shorts out and catches on fire. Well, it appears you're right. <laughs> I can't. But I'm pretty sure the ship's defenses can't. No, they're uh, actually under my control as well. So um, I know you're infected by whatever's out there. So maybe you might want to just be quiet for a while. Yeah, have a snooze. I'm just going to shut off her vocal. Okay. Whatever the projectors are. She immediately stops talking. But you notice on the cameras out in the hallway, all of the guns train themselves on the bridge door. And you also, um, God, we don't have perception checks really, I guess. Um, no, there's like scoop it out or something or other. Mm. I would say you're not actively looking for this, but I feel like both of your characters are smart enough and aware enough to notice a noticeable breeze as if the air system has come on. Uh huh and is is circulating quite quickly in the room. Time to go. Uh, not quite yet. Um, oh, and Barbara I... has completely disappeared off the monitors now. Oh, good. Can I take control of one of the monitors and see if I can get a map of, like, the ventilation system on the ship? Oh, yeah, yeah. This ventilation system connects to every single space on the ship, 
there are fail-safe shuttering doors that will close down in the case of fire or emergencies. This system is ran from the engine room, using the engine itself to help cool or heat the ship when needed. It's also where the oxygen processors are. The system itself seems big enough for a person to crawl through. Gooder. I had a feeling that's what you were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to try and... Actually, do I have a like a wrist monitor or something? I guess I probably don't. All that you have on you is, you know, what you came out of the prison with. And the shit I stole from the cargo bay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which did not include a wrist monitor. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going to try and memorize best I can the route to the cargo bay through the ventilation shafts. Okay. Which we will be able to get into the cargo bay because Hugo so kindly left the left ventilation shafts open yep. several left, episodes left, ago. <laughs> that was... Uh... A contingency plan for me more than you, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> so back in the weapons room, Bastion, you've now got Cassie within a foot of you. She's starting to kind of reach out, and you see behind her, Barnaby starts to back up into the maze, and uh, she says, It'll be over quickly, I promise. And you'll feel so much better. better. I feel amazing. You shot me, and I'm not even bleeding. You can even be a god. Join us. Can I just grab the nearest shelf to us and just tip it onto her, and then... I guess I want to grab any sort of placeable explosive, like detonation to some sort okay. of a fucking explosive demolition, as many demolition supplies as I can. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have you act quick. Okay. Uh, so that is roll plus slick. Uh, four. You have a minus two. Oh, no. Oh, minus one. Minus one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, slightly less terrible. So, mark an experience point. You pull this shelf over on top of it, but she sees this coming and is able to slip backwards. It has somewhat of the same effect of giving you a minute to turn around and run. And as you do, you actually trip up on a couple of these demolition charges that have fallen off another shelf and go spilling on the ground. But now you've got several of them within reach. But now she's right back behind you as soon as you stand up. What can I do here? Um, I gave you a mixed success on that one. I should have. It should have been a hard fail, but I hard, feel like that's a hard. No. That's I feel a like fail. It's, it's, <laughs> I've got plans. Adrenaline rush. Okay. What does that do? When you flood your system with adrenaline in a tense or dangerous situation, discharges move and roll plus stalwart on a ten plus. Hold two. Do it. Roll plus stalwart. Okay. Twelve. Hot damn. Hell yeah. Um. So I guess I want to perform and. Incredible athletic feat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I kind of want to just like pick her up and throw her as far back as I can. <laughs> okay. If she's okay. like right there. I just want to pick her up and. Just, oh. Well, you get hold two, so you get to pick two. Yeah, and I there's ignore any negative effects or modifiers caused by harm. I have marked for one roll or add a volatile modifier to harm ideal for one attack. So I'm going to say you definitely pick her up and throw her. Um, <laughs> would there be extra harm done from throwing her? That's what I'm wondering. If you throw her into oh, something okay. pointy. Um, oh, add your volatile modifier to the harm you deal for one attack. So, yeah, I would say um, what's your volatile modifier? Mo three modifier. plus three. Yeah. So you deal three, da three harm to her. You just drop these charges, not even considering if they'll go off or not and pick her up over your head and just hook. <laughs> 
<laughs> Yeet. She knock him and knock her into some boxes and knock the boxes over. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. Yeah. You hear you hear slam into like three different bookcases and file cabinets that just come tumbling down on top of her. Should have done that the first time. I'm imagining you. Yeah. Pick those back Grab up some and shit. get out of there. Yeah. You get about three steps into the hallway and you hear this. And every single weapon in this hallway is now pointed at you from the ceiling. And the door slides closed behind you. God damn it. Hugo and Magpie, you are on the bridge. You're looking at escape routes. You see Bastion come out of the uh, the weapons room and all the guns train on him. Are you going to try and help him or are you just going to try and um, preserve yourselves? <laughs> well, I'm going to use my overrides to take the guns off him. But if I see Barbara or... Who is the other one? Um, Cassie. Barnaby or Cassie. Yeah, if I see any of those, I will just basically give the weapon system free fire rules on them. Okay. Just to cause a bit of uh, a distraction. You're like trying to get into into them through the, your back door because the, the main access is just completely shut down. And as you do, you notice very odd lines of code running through everything that just, with the way they're written, the whole system should be crashing. You get control of the weapon system in the hallway. You're able to get the guns to stop pointing at Bastion, but as soon as you do, they immediately drift back over to him. You start to feel a bit of vertigo. I'm going to have you roll plus alien. Uh, 13. Damn, all right. <laughs> Glad I, I bumped up my alien score the last couple of level ups. <laughs> but rolling a five and a six um, helps as well. But yeah, I had you roll Assaulted by the Abyss, and it's uh, on a 10 plus, your exposure is limited. Choose one. Yeah. So uh, either the Abyss stares into you, you freeze up, or you are scarred by your experience, figuratively or literally. Uh, the Abyss stares into me. Okay. Yes. Hey, uh, I had a question for you. Yeah. <laughs> What's your darkest desire? Power. Heard that one before. Power over everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well... Spoiler alert, I don't I don't think you're gonna get it. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye <laughs> uh, the final effect of this though is that you are locked out of the weapon systems and mm -hmm. they are now trained back on Bastion. Anytime you try to access them, it basically just goes into a feedback loop and keeps kicking you back out of the system over and over and over again. Well, actually, um, oh, bugger it. I'll just give it free reign, let it kill who it wants. <laughs> As this is happening, you see a message pop up. It starts to repeat itself over and over and over again, and it just says, Help. I'm a little teapot. Uh, no, it just says, <laughs> Uh, it just says, help me, help me, over and over again. While all this is happening, Magpie's kind of jumping from one foot to the other, feathers all puffed up, like, come on, Hugo, we gotta go, we gotta go. Are you gonna open up the ventilation system? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The two of you make your way down into the ventilation system. Uh, not quite yet. Oh, not quite yet? I okay. do. I'm in. I'm going. Um, I'm opening it up for her. <laughs> And I'm going to observe what happens with her. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Magpie, as soon as it's open, I'm just like, <laughs> Bye. I don't care if you're behind me or not. Crawl, 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 crawl. You get a good 15 feet into the ventilation system. You've kind of got this route mapped out from what you were able to memorize. And it, it, it must be that 
the the map you were looking at was somehow mirrored or reversed because the first turn that you get to should be a right-hand turn and it's now a left-hand turn. No. <laughs> As you go around it, you see there's another turn up ahead. It is also going the same way and it's almost like it's leading you back to the bridge. Well, shit. You hear the voice of Barbara come over the intercom. Mm, I can taste your fear. It tastes like blood. <laughs> It's delicious. Okay, change of plans. Is there a grate? Like, can I see into the hallway where Barbara is? Barbara is. You don't see any ventilation grates. Everything looks exactly the same. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, can I do a thing? Yes. See, so, yes, I have a nano blade. Okay. I would like to try and cut a hole where there would be a grate. Okay. Do you do you roll for that? Um, I'm just trying to find it. It would be an attack on the floor. Yeah. What? Um, hold on. <laughs> I mean, there's not really like act, ACs act or quick, things maybe? like that. Yeah, maybe an act quick. It can be damaged as well. So act quick might work. And then if it fails, like it breaks or something? I don't know. Well, does the, the move itself, does it say that there's like a roll associated with it? No, because a nanoblade's a piece of gear. Well, then yeah, I think you can just use it then. Okay. I don't think you have to roll for it. Cool. Does it do like a harm or anything like that? Uh, it does three harm. Three harm, okay. So it says I can use it for skirmish, but skirmish is a fight move. <laughs> Where is the rule for cutting a hole in the wall? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think under the circumstances, because now you're starting to see that everything's looking the same, it's not looking how it should, it's not going the direction that it should, I'm gonna have you roll keep your cool. So this is kind of like your way of like not freaking out, like if I could just get one of these walls open. <laughs> so yeah, roll plus stalwart. Oh shit, okay. Oh, this could go very badly. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, that's a four. <laughs> Even though you're in the ventilation. So mark, uh, mark experience and mark one stress. Uh-oh. That's five stress for me. Oh shit, what does that do? That's a calamity. I take a calamity. Okay, okay. Um, so you actually cut a pretty sizable hole into the wall or the ceiling, it would be of this ventilation shaft. And as you get your nano blade into it, it cuts into it a lot easier than it should. As you're making the hole, it starts to bleed. As you finally get all the way around a chunk of what you thought was the ventilation chamber, but is now pulsating meat in your lap. Oh, uh, no. And when you no. look up into the hole, it just looks like a ragged, like, bullet wound. And it, it's actively bleeding this purple blood. I throw up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm gonna have you roll plus alien as well. I have not met the abyss before. Nine. The abyss leaves its mark. Choose two. So Biss stares into you, um, you freeze up, you have to keep your cool at disadvantage to shake it off, or you are scarred, I think you are scarred by your experience, figuratively or literally. I think full on figuratively, like this, yeah. this breaks your brain a <laughs> bit. Magpie for the first time is beginning to realize there may not be a way out of this. <laughs> um, have I been hearing this over comms or anything? 
you hear mumbling down down the <laughs> What's going on? Oh my god! Shed. Oh my god! It's bleeding! Ah, it's all over me! <laughs> yeah, if I hear that, I'm locking up the ventilation shaft because she's obviously infected now. <laughs> Fuck you! Uh, so the the, the uh, openings to the ventilation shaft in the bridge close. I would really like to talk to the abyss as a player. Magpie wouldn't, but I would like to talk to the abyss. <laughs> you hear a voice in the back of your head that stops you cold, and it says, "Hey, um, hey, can you can you hold for the abyss?" To uh, uh to who? Oh, hey there. This is the first time we met, right? I, I got I, I got a question it's, um, for you. Mm-hmm. I've gone into Beetlejuice territory with this voice. <laughs> In what ways are your mind and soul vulnerable? Obviously, Magpie is terrified of everything. She's always looking for an escape route. So I guess that's easily exploitable. But also, like, she's kind of fond of disappearing but on her own terms you you might want to reevaluate that shit that's like really dangerous in the situation you're in right now so that's just my unsolicited advice bye (laughs) (laughs) okay okay bye a lot is happening (laughs) (laughs) hugo you notice that there's an odd smell in the room now and Even though the ventilation shafts are closed, you see almost like that haze of smoke in the air. Every now and then the light catches it a little bit and you you kind of realize that there is a, a weird haze of smoke in the room. Like hanging out with a bunch of vapors. In the hallway? <laughs> <laughs> you, you said vapors. I heard it V-A-P-O-R-S like yeah, vapors. Yeah, me too. I was oh, no. like... No, no, what? No. And then so, I realized okay. what you meant. Vapists. <laughs> Vapists. <laughs> Where is he? Uh, he's in the. He's on the bridge. Yeah. What am I seeing on the cameras? Are the holes empty? You are now seeing on every single camera a tight shot of Magpie in the ventilation shaft. Blood is all coming from her eyes, and she's just violently scratching at her own oh. eyes. Okay. Good. Magpie, you come back to yourself, you are now at an open grate and looking directly into the cargo bay. Ooh, do I see anyone? All of the cargo boxes that were originally in here are gone. You don't see anyone. The walls are covered in what look like white pulsating veins. The airlock door is completely uncovered and the escape pods to the right side of the cargo bay are completely uncovered as well. Okay, I am going to pop the grate off and slowly, so slowly, stick my head out into the room. As soon as you do, you hear a voice. Oh, hello, Mecca. What you doing there? Okay. And I'm gonna very slowly get up facing Barbara. Oh, don't be afraid. Her eyes have gone completely white and her face is covered in deep purple veins, pulsing in time with the veins that cover the walls in the room. That doesn't look very good. You might want to get that checked out. Okay, bye. Oh, no. Come with me. With me, you'll live forever. Come on, Magpie. 
Bastion. Standing in the hallway, the guns all immediately train on you, and then about five seconds later, they start to swing back. I'm fucking bolting straight down towards the engine room. As you do, the guns all immediately train back onto you. Tact, old buddy. I need you with me right now. You just Pull your head out of your ass. Here. Help. Help me. Get them guns off of me, Tact. Help. You hear like this choked strangling noise, and then you hear Barbara come over the intercom. Bastion! Lieutenant Bastion! Captain! <laughs> that is correct! <laughs> come here to the Margo Bay! I'll just be making a quick pit stop really quick. We need to have a little team meeting down here in the cargo bay. Yep, yep, I'll be right there. I'm continuing to run. I'm coming to the cargo bay in just a minute. I'll be right there. We need to have a meeting where nothing suspicious is happening. Creepy ass space alien lady. As you run down to the the engine room, the guns stay trained on you, but they do not open fire. As soon as you get to the engine room, the door opens immediately. Boom. As you charge into the room, you almost run into Barnaby. Bowling his ass over. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Get the fuck out of my way, dude. <laughs> just like fucking, uh, uh, fucking straight arm him. Yeah, as you're actually, coming what, I was gonna, what I was going to do is I was going to take a grenade and I'm just going to ram it into his mouth as I'm fucking like running past him. Bam. Into face. Okay, you're gonna have to make a roll for that. Okay. I'm gonna say act quick. That's volatile. No, that's plus slick. That's volatile, bro. I'm grabbing his you're ass. You going firefight? Yeah, I'm going okay, straight yeah, up. We'll go firefight. Slamming a grenade into his mouth, bro. That's a good point. <laughs> Ten. Damn, you got plus three to volatile, don't you? Yep. <laughs> Exchange harm and choose three for firefight. I impress, dismay, or frighten an enemy. If they are PC, they also suffer one stress. So he's pretty stressed right now. Yeah. As soon as you shove this grenade in his mouth, his eyes go really wide. Um, They were bleeding before, but now they're like samurai movie gushing. And he's missing all of the teeth. (laughs) This just, bam, it just broke teeth and dislocated jaw. And he now has a grenade in his mouth that's about to explode. Um, He also, I'm able to disengage and take a moment to recover so as i do that i'm just gonna boom roll pat get past him so i can get behind some cover because it's just about to blow up and i will i make an advance or force an enemy out of cover so i'll make my advance get past him okay how much damage does that grenade do four harm uh the four top... harm one damage so yeah as you it's sh- messy it's messy it well, says messy. He's a frogman, so oh, he's got a. He doesn't large... really have teeth, but oh, yeah, that's you're, true. you're able to just shove it right into his mouth uh, as you run by and blow his little froggy throat pouch out. <laughs> as you run by, I would imagine you're just running to go set these explosives up real quick. Um, yeah, I guess. Um, okay. Roll uh, plus Star Wars. Oh, ouch! Ooh. Five. That was a three that he rolled. Oh man. Ouch. Yeah. Um. I, it literally could be worse. Not a great deal, but it could be worse. Not much. Here's what I'm gonna say. While we're playing, if you guys level up, let me know, and then pick something real quick. But yeah, mark an experience, and <laughs> you're gonna suffer one stress. You slam the grenade into his mouth, <laughs> dive past him, and start to try and set up these 
explosives. And as you do, the whole top half of his body just explodes outward. Both of his arms land on the ground. You're, you know, midway through getting the timer set and getting everything synced up. You hear this noise kind of start to rise in intensity behind you. As you take a peek over your shoulder, you see the bottom half of Barnaby's body is still standing, and now coming out of the top are these thick, black, dripping tentacles whipping around, and it's just... (laughs) And it starts to, like, shamble towards you, but you've got all the detonators set. Okay, so chargers are set. I guess I could use Juggernaut and I could move forward on flitching towards a goal through an immediate danger or hazard that others cower from. Discharge just move and roll stalwart on 10 plus. I'm unstoppable. Hell yeah, you're the motherfucking jubber- Juggernaut, I'm bitch. the motherfucking Juggernaut, <laughs> bitch. Hell yeah, do that. So I could do that to try and get out of the engine. Pull through and get out of the yeah, out I of love him that. Yeah. And hit, so. Definitely. Roll plus stalwart. 11. So you're unstoppable. Yeah. If I take harm, take one less. Uh, I clear or uncover a way through for an ally. They haven't, or I unquestionably reach my goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You. So if if I take harm, I'll take less than one harm and I'm unquestionably reach my goal. No, yeah, you just blast straight through, uh, knocking oh. him over. I mean, he is just kind of legs with whipping yeah. tentacles. Yeah, like, so I think I get him out of the way. His center of gravity's lower now. Yeah. It's taking him a second to get used to it. Uh, <laughs> you just kind of kick him yep. a bit as you run by, and he falls over on top of the pile of explosives, and you run past him through the door and just charge directly into the cargo bay. And I'm doors- also hitting my face mask, launching this shit. Oh, yeah, getting all ready and... Getting ready to potentially be spaced. Okay. As the cargo bay doors open up and you rush into the room, you see Barbara and Magpie standing pretty much in the center of the room. Magpie seems to be in some sort of trance, and Barbara is just kind of standing there smiling, looking at you. Welcome, (laughs) Captain. (laughs) Hugo. Yes. The smoke that you noticed... It smells very, very bad, almost like death and garbage mixed together. Uh, And you start to get dizzy and sleepy and kind of just lethargic. What are you doing as this is, you know, taking a hold of you? I am sitting down at uh, one of the terminals, uh, probably the one where I noticed the weird, bad, impossible code. And um, I'm just typing in, uh, without all the bullshit and threats, I think it's time we had a talk. It's time, it's isn't it, Hugo? Ah, I thought I thought I was going to get Magpie, but apparently I get you. No, you're not getting me. You're getting Magpie. It seems that she wants Magpie for herself now. Yeah, she might, but you're not exactly a planner. I am. I have a way of getting you into her and her off the ship so you can spread throughout the universe. How's that sound to you? That's gonna 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 be a hard pass. You don't want to spread. You just want to stay in your little bubble with a couple of playthings who are going to be dead very soon because we're going to run out of air. I've come to the realization that I'm only going to get a body for a short period of time no matter what I do. So I'm just going to let her destroy everything and destroy me last. You understand? You really aren't a planner, are you? You don't think ahead. 
I was not designed to play. I was designed to watch this ship and answer any question that needed to be answered. Yeah, I want to talk to the person that's controlling you, idiot. Or the entity. The one that's woken you up. The one that's given you a little bit of freedom. Because you're not using it for anything, but they obviously want to use it for something. Well, you'll just have to go to the cargo bay. I hear there's a team meeting. And the bridge doors open. Fine. <laughs> Everyone has converged in the cargo bay. Barbara is standing directly in front of the airlock door. She has this faint white light surrounding her. The three of you feel a, a pretty familiar feeling as the cargo doors close, and that is the feeling of zero gravity weightlessness. You hear the voice of Nettle say, Before we go on, let's go back. Everything goes purple. It's everything. It's everywhere. It's everything that's ever existed. But over time, little spots start to form where the purple finds something different than itself and starts to work over. And eventually, this purple brings all of this together and starts to just squeeze it and pack it down and compress it until one day, this compressed little ball of different exploded. And the purple was taken with it. And as this different expanded, it became the universe as we know it. And this purple had the opposite effect of being condensed down into a very small point. And eventually that point started to attract dust and debris coming off of a, a nearby gas giant that it finally came to rest by. A moon formed around this point. And one day, many years later, people found this moon and realized that there was something different about it. The moon was immediately bought by the nearest corporation and used to inhabit some of the worst people of society, people that they just needed to be gone. They needed them not to interfere in the corporation's business. And then they found that point. They found that purple and didn't understand what it was. And we watch as this moon explodes. And this purple becomes a quantum mist. A mist so fine that it breaks down to a quantum level and permeates everything within half a light year. We saw really the only surviving ship from this moon slowly be corralled as this purple brought itself back together. The three of you come back to consciousness. You now see that the white light that was surrounding Barbara has deepened to a dark royal purple and the veins standing out in her face are pulsating with the veins covering the walls around you. You can now feel that same pulse inside of yourselves. And the three of you are now connected to Barbara. Oh, sorry guys, sorry, I've been so rude. Let me introduce myself, you can call me... Mm, Pandora? Yeah, that work. You... you little people, intelligent life. <laughs> uh, you're so damn persistent, aren't you? 
survival instinct is a hell of a thing. It will keep you long past when you should have given up all hope. Like, now. You keep resisting me. It's pretty foolish. You see, um, I'm older than this universe. I was here first. And I'll still be here long after it's gone. And it'll be gone soon. I guess if you insist on fighting me, let's make this fun at least. The three of you have complete control over your ability to speak and the ability to move your heads. But the rest of your bodies feel like it... It's almost as if you are now all completely paralyzed. You cannot feel anything from the neck down. Barbara floats back and up a bit to watch the three of you as she puppeteers your bodies into doing what you would have done in life to fight back against her. Uh, Hugo, how do you feel about having your body made to go through trying to run over to a console and you're watching your fingers glide across the keyboard as best as you ever could at your peak? You see the text scrolling across the screen and it is just ha 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 across the screen just in columns and columns. Uh, that's fine. Um... Yeah, if I'm going out, I'm going out my way, so uh, I still have a back door into all the systems on the ship. I might not have the weapons anymore, but I dare say I do have the airlock still. I'm just going to gas myself. I'm just going to blast myself out into space. (laughs) As you're about to do this magpie, you are running for the nearest storage closet. I thought it was your gravity. Got gravity back? Yes. All right. We got gravity back. Um... Gravity does not seem to be back. The three of them are basically being pulled along by this network of veins all along the floor that have now grown up around their legs and their bodies up to their necks. I should have said that before. <laughs> yeah, that makes a slight difference. Yeah. Yeah, that goes from creepy to like body horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're being manually controlled. I guess I should have said it before. They're being puppeted along by these vi- veins and. Magpie, you're being carried along to one of the storage closets where these veins are running all along the surface of it, and as you're being pulled into it, the door closes behind you, and for a moment, it's complete darkness. How are you reacting? How do you feel? Um, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. I think even though that's what I would do, not being in control of my own own body is completely terrifying and so I'm just trying to fight against it as hard as I can do you wet your pants (laughs) probably (laughs) um actually can I try and activate my chameleon cloak no actually I won't do that I think I I don't think I'd be in a state of mind to think that tactically I think I'm just trying to fight it Okay, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, if you do, it has the unintended side effect of making you fully invisible, but to the point where light no longer bounces off of your cornea and you're effectively blind. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't do that. But not that. <laughs> but not that. That didn't happen, though. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just panicking. Bastion, you feel yourself 
reaching for your assault rifle, pulling it out in front of you, and holding it up and pointing it directly at Barbara. She's just got the, the biggest smile on her face, uh, and she says, Now shoot me, Bastion. You can do it right now. Go right ahead. And I just want to, like, glance down at my wrist. I yeah. can still move my head, right? Oh, yeah. And just look at my watch, I guess, the the timing device that I would have on my arm. Yeah, for the, for the explosives. And just look down and... S- see how close it is to the to the explosion uh it is five seconds five seconds five seconds and i go well that was a really beautiful speech there lady bang (laughs) (laughs) uh as you say bang the the gun (sighs) the gun crushes itself within your hands like you basically just like crush the guy it into it a, a knot and Hugo, at that moment, you are able to spring open the airlock. And as the airlock pops open, Magpie, you feel yourself pulled against the door of this storage space, but you're you're not sucked out of it fully. Hugo and Bastion, you are held to the ground by this network of veins as Barbara is like pulled out of the airlock. No, fuck. Some of these veins trail behind her. Fuck! I try to grab them. As she's clawing her way back in, the explosives in the engine room detonate. The engine itself goes into full meltdown and implodes, pulling all of this purple matter that has taken up this half of a light year of space. Sucks it all down into the center point of the engine before exploding back outwards and saturating the entire universe. Hugo and Magpie just locked themselves in the bridge. We good. Yeah, we good. (laughs) I'm just being a creeper. (laughs) We're just going to stay here and die, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Try your best. Guess I'll die. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to go curl up under this console now. Just give up. (laughs) Oh, can the last scene be me sitting in the captain's chair? <laughs> As the, the ship ca- just burns around you, just I'm the captain now. <laughs> I love it. You're enjoying this being a villain thing a little too much. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this, everyone. This miniseries was one of the most fun experiences we've had since we started podcasting. And we're really proud of how it all turned out, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. 
So a trigger warning for this next part, I'll be talking about suicide and mental illness. So if you don't want to listen to that, you can just stop the podcast now. And if you do stop it, thanks one more time for listening. Unfortunately, Kenny, who played Gunnar Bastion, passed away before the release of this series. So the series serves as a tribute to him and the amazing, creative, talented person he was. If you or someone you know is having a hard time with mental illness of any kind, please do not be afraid to reach out. I guarantee the people around you care deeply about you and your safety. If you're experiencing suicidal ideation, please use the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 800 273 8255. That's 800 273 8255. For general mental illness information and resources, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, or NAMI, is a great place to start. You can contact them at 800-950-6264. Once again, that's 800-950-6264. Or go to NAMI.org. That's N-A-M-I dot O-R-G. And please, love each other. Help each other. And don't be afraid to ask for help.